Hey, welcome back to this channel, the channel that doesn't seem like there's a purpose. If you look through all the stuff, well, there is actually a, a common theme. All the podcasts, all the projects are actually just student work that we're showing off here. It's something like walking down the hallway of a school and, and seeing school work or student work that's being displayed on the walls. So this kind of leads me into our first podcast by a student. His name is Connor. He created an uh, Off the Rails History Strangest Criminals podcast. It was a mass communication assignment, and he did a pretty good job with it. Um, it was him and his friend that created this project, and it had some unique um, narrations and sounds to it. So I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, one little side note about this is that this is Connor's first time podcasting. In fact, all the projects that are on this channel are the first time. So you just kind of keep that in mind as you listen to all the projects, um, especially with Connor's. It's the first time that he ever's done a production like this. Um, and it was a production. Connor was not in the same room as his friend. His friend was across the country. So, which made it really kind of intriguing how they pulled this off. All right, enough of me babbling. Why don't you sit back, relax, listen to Connor's Off the Rails Histories, Strangest Criminals podcast. Enjoy. Every criminal has a tale to tell, a story behind them. This is the tale of Arno Funk, the story of a bomb-threatening extortionist turned cartoon artist. Welcome to Off the Rails. I'm Connor, and this is Speckle. Hello, everyone. And he will be doing the narrating for today. Arno's dream hit a dead end early on in life. His wife divorced him, and he got turned down from his dream job of making cartoons. He got out by building pipe bombs. He seriously got out by turning his kitchen into a bomb factory. He had a knack for mechanics, so he picked up a few chemistry books, stopped by his local grocery store, and got to it. He targeted a high-end clothing store. He planted a pipe bomb and sent out instructions for the store to deliver him a certain amount of money. By all means, it would have worked, however the bomb never went off, and the note demanding ransom was never found. So, where do you think that the ransom note could have possibly been, that it just <laughs> never got discovered? Maybe under the Gucci paperweights no one buys. <laughs> Tucked right under the corner. 20 years from now, someone lifts it up. Oh. Oh, that's something. <laughs> the story doesn't just end there, no, no. He doubled down, planting a bomb into the sports department of the exact same store, leaving a note in a much more open spot. His demands were $600,000. The store never delivered, and so he let the pipe bomb go off. The bomb destroyed somewhere between $200,000 to $500,000 worth of merchandise. That's a lot of money, especially for back then, for merchandise. What yeah, could have been there? What could have been worth that much? I don't know. Maybe you set it down, like, near the bat section for, like, baseball. That was a big thing in Germany back then. Yeah, but this was a clothing store. Well, in the sports section, so I think Gucci has baseball bats. 
This bomb was planted in a spot that wouldn't harm anybody, and was said to go off when the store was closed to avoid death. He then tripled down, delivering a message to the store via recorded message. Sent with a voice changer over it, he demanded for them to throw the money out of a morning train at a certain time to make it difficult for police to determine exactly where he was. They did just as he ordered, making this his first successful hit. He spent the money on three vacations, bought a fancy car, got himself a new wife, and even had a son. However, within two years, he had run completely dry at funds again. So, his wife that got with him, what drives you to get with someone who's criminal like that? Uh, the main question is, do you think he told him how he got the money? That's a really good one. I can't assume that he would've. Or do you think he just lied and said he owned an oil tycoon? He easily could've. Cause 600,000 was a lot in that time. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he just told her that he won the Powerball. And so, he was back into crime. He carried out several more hits in the exact same way, starting a cat and mouse game with the police again. During this time, he earned himself the nickname Dagobert. This was the German name for Scrooge McDuck, given to him because of his greed and the cartoonish ways he avoided the police. In one case, a police officer managed to grab his shoulder, but tripped on what was reported to be dog poop and allowed him to get onto his bike and speed away. In another, police managed to hop off of a train at a drop-off and get him at gunpoint, but he simply grabbed the money and ran off into the woods, giving the police the slip yet again. What do you think the boss, how do you think he reacted to being told, yeah, I had him in my sights, but he just, he dipped? I think anyone's reaction would have just been how. How did you have him in the crosshair and let him get away? Yeah. In the public's eye, the police were starting to look like idiots. They speculated that Dagobert was either someone who was a former police officer, a group of people, or an insurrectionist with more serious goals than simply earning money. They began to challenge him in the press, writing articles stating that he would never detonate a bomb in a populated area, and that he was too scared to hurt people. This pushed Arno to prove to them he was serious, he created a lighter, less explosive version of a bomb and planted it in a public square to go off during the day. Despite wanting to prove he was serious, he was enraged when his bomb injured people and wrote an article of his own accusing the police of using citizens as poker chips in a bid to catch him. What do you think was going through their heads? I don't know. No, but I mean seriously, what drives you to see someone and they're bombing places, they're clearly at least a little deranged, and to go, you know what? You won't do it to people. Like they are. Well, it does say in a bit to catch him, so maybe they were just really hoping to see him plant it before it went off? But then again, that was a stupid thing to try. That was not the best plan. Eventually, enough was enough and the police called in special forces. The first trick they used was to hide a flashbang and get a money bag at a drop. However, Funk was too smart for that. He didn't even touch the bag, running away when he noticed something was wrong. In another attempt to catch him, he told police to drop money into a dumpster in a certain alleyway. Police put money and set an ambush, waiting for several hours. However, they found out after the stakeout that the dumpster was fake. The bomb had been cut out and it was placed right over the top of a manhole cover. Arno had gone through the sewer and popped it open. However, on finding the fake money, made his exit. What do you do? You open up a dumpster, your fake money is right there inside, and right at the bottom is a huge hole. How did they not see it in the first place? Well, I have to assume that the bottom could pop off. Like, I don't think that they would leave it completely yeah, open. fair enough. 
It got so bad that people started to send DuckTales merchandise into the police, mocking them over their failure to catch Arno. However, things weren't sunshine and roses for Arno either. With police wisening up and delivering more fake money than real, his business wasn't as lucrative as before. Making bonds and voice recordings weren't cheap either. Discussion. <laughs> Discussion. How many- how much money do you think a bomb costs? If that's what ran oh. his funds dry. On average, a pipe bomb wouldn't really cost much. You just need a fuse, gunpowder, and a pipe with two end caps. So I would say just estimately around $5 nowadays. But it had to have been a little... I think it's more of a voice changer. I suppose, voice, especially back then, voice changers, the pricing on that. The internet really wasn't a thing back then. So voice changers probably weren't, you know... Easy to get your hands on, yeah. He hit financial ruin before too long, and this made him get sloppy. He decided to forego voice changers for simply raising the pitch of his voice, and he didn't clear the markings from his equipment. This led police right to the store he purchased it from, where they almost caught him, but he managed to give them the slip by running right out the door. He continued his crimes through 1994 and had cost the government an estimated $22 million. However, he had finally got caught later that year. He had made a call with police to place demands for another money drop-off. But police had a new tactic. They tried to keep him on the phone as long as possible to catch him. They had to hire 3,000 officers. I'm going to stop right there. 3,000 officers. That is a ton of police officers. Just to find Let's, one man. Just to find one man. Let's do a little bit of math here. It's, what, $30 nowadays a police officer gets paid? So, yeah, maybe a little more. So, you multiply that by six, because roughly six hours they'd probably be out looking for him. And then you multiply yeah. that by 3000 for each officer. $540,000, roughly, hunting him that night. You know, around that time span, that's about how much the military used to spend per day. Oh. Right? Well, let's hear how this goes. And have them check for every phone booth that was placed behind a building, hidden from sight in Berlin. And the most they got was two eyewitness reports and a rough sketch of him. This rough sketch, combined with a tracked car, led them to finally find him, catching him in a rented out car. When he was caught by police, he reportedly smiled and told them, Now you finally caught me. Today you'll definitely pop the court. Unfortunately, I won't be able to celebrate with you, but you can at least toast to me. When he was released six years later, on a licensed sentence, a magazine picked him up right away to draw their cover and cartoon in the paper. He'd finally achieved his dream of being a cartoon artist at 48, and has been drawing to this day. He only got six years in prison. That's for all the crimes he committed. I don't know if it's you said it already, but he committed 20 hits. That's 20 bombs being set off. We need to mention this first. He was only, or he was 48 after six years. So he was 42-ish going into the jail. So he was doing this in his late 30s. He was making pipe bombs. He started in... 1988, and he got caught in 1994. He went for a span of six years. So he was in his early 30s once he started, and once it ended, he was in his late 40s. He got away with so much, and the reason why was because he was a very romanticized criminal for the time. People loved him. They loved Scrooge McDuck. And as you mentioned before, they put a whole bunch 
of his memorabilia in the police department. They were sending a ton of DuckTales plushes there, and they did an interview after he was caught with the chief of police. His entire office was decked out with DuckTales merchandise. How much time do you think he would have deserved if they had done things legitimately? If people hadn't protested and hadn't obstructed um, justice? I think at the minimum he should have spent 50 years to life in there. That was a lot of property damage. I would consider it near domestic terrorism. Well, his first hit alone was 250 to 500,000? Yeah, that's a lot just to let him out in six years. That whole story was a wild tale, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's my part narrating done. In conclusion, Arno Funk was a great criminal. He lived a long life, and even with his little crime spree, he's still making cartoons today. Got out, he's still making them. And that's really all there is to say about him. He made it through, he played the police for years like a fiddle, and now back to being a cartoon artist. His dream finally came true. But that was Off the Rails, and we're signing off.